Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Welcome to another episode of the HP Podcast. I'm your host, Dustin. And here with me, the beautiful boys, Ben. Greetings. And your boy, Phil. Hey, Welcome what's back, up? Welcome back, Phil. Thank you. It's good to have you back. It's been, a, it's been be a few. It's been a hot a week minute. or two. I don't know. I'm, I'm back and forth. You were out for two weeks, so it's been three weeks. Is that accurate? I don't know. Maybe. It's maybe. pretty accurate. I, I don't even know what day it is. I, that's, I think Tuesday. Mm, May the 21st. Gotcha. I'm here. I, I, year of our Lord, 2019. <laughs> First day of May 21st. May 21st. It's almost June already. Yeah. Almost time for E3. Ooh. It's time to head over to Los Angeles, California. Yeah. What do you think of Los Angeles, Phil? I love Los Angeles. Really? It's one of my favorite cities. Yeah. I don't see. I'm not a fan. Oh, I love it. I, what I like about California in general is the weather. Um, right. So great weather. I like big cities. I like it. You know, I don't want to drive around it, though. But Now that I think about it, though. I think I like Los. It's very conflicting. I think I like Los Angeles more than I like uh, San Francisco. Mm. Here's the thing: San Francisco is a cool place. There's so many cool places to eat, places to go. In a lot of ways, it's like a young, hip city, and that feels cool. Yeah. But there's just like shit literally everywhere. Right. Hmm. And there's people that want to try to talk to you and. I disagree with you, though. Oh. They're. There are very there are places of Los Angeles that are very clean. Yeah, where E three is downtown is pretty. Yeah, for the most part, pretty nice. But the thing about Los Angeles is you can walk a block and a half in either direction, and it's tent city. That's what happened to you and I. Yes, we said, "Hey, <laughs> there's a donut shop half a mile away." Well, I'm not even talking about that. That was just kind of a sketchy part of town. I'm talking like literally tent city. Yes. Yeah. But as far as the donuts, we were like, oh, it's a it's a half a mile this way. Yeah. And like within two blocks, we were kind of like, oh, uh, hmm. guess we're not quite in the same part of town anymore. Right. And uh, we went to get the donuts. They were OK. They were fine donuts. It was fine donuts. But the coffee was not fine. No, no, not good at all. We ha- we need to assess the coffee situation. For our upcoming Airbnb. It's very important. It is very important. It's really essential, honestly. You know, I've been meaning to look. This is going to sound so I'm. Fuck, I'm going to just make myself sound lame. I've already committed, though. 
these fancy coffee roasters now, they have instant coffee that's yeah. supposed to be good. Yeah. It's very expensive, though, like 2 or $3 a packet. Mm-hmm. So it's like 2 or $3 a cup of instant coffee. Right. That's insane. It is insane unless but it's it, phenomenal. If it's phenomenal, maybe I need to do it. Maybe I need to spring that for E3. Hmm. Got to make sure you have that good coffee. That place we went in December was pretty good. We went there a couple times. I don't remember the name of it. Though. Uh, oh, I remember what you're talking about. Right. For the Game Awards. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That was good. Now, what's nice also about E3, along with PAX, though they didn't do it at this PAX, is five-hour energy. Yes. They set up. Yeah, they gave us like a crack to put in your eyeballs or something. <laughs> I didn't get any of that. Did <laughs> you get some? Jolt, jolt caffeine eye drops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what they gave us this um, year. What was that stuff, though? It was just eye drops? It was just eye drops. And, you know, it was supposed to help you feel better because it would, like, shock your system into having, uh, you know, fresh eyeballs. But fresh eyeballs. <laughs> Caffeinated now, eyeballs. Here's the thing. There's all these new gaming. Not They're not new, but gamer eye-related products. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you can get the gunners. You can get the, the gaming eye drops. Like, what? I don't understand the point of the gunners. It's like, hey, look, play your games through these piss yellow colored lenses. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's going to make you not have eye strain. I think that's entirely accurate. I don't have eye strain. Do you? Oh, yeah. Terrible eye strain. Really? Absolutely. I look at a monitor most hours of the day yep. at this point in mm-hmm. my life. I don't experience eye strain. I can't see anything. I mean, I can't see anything without glasses <laughs> or contacts. Yeah. My eyes always hurt. My eyes pain used to hurt a little more. Yep. Um, not so much anymore, though. I'm pretty okay. Now. I have eye strain and ear strain. My ears are destroyed from playing music for too many years without earplugs. Yeah. And uh, my eyes are destroyed from looking at screens too much. Yeah. Yep. You're just an old man, Phil. Yep. You're yep. an old fuck. My wife keeps telling me to get my eyes done. Get your eyes done. What's that Like mean? LASIK? LASIK. Oh, yeah. yeah. Have you ever seen LASIK surgery be done? Yeah, I watched it the other day because I was thinking about it. They put <laughs> fucking clips on your eyes and hold them open while you're awake. Don't they like slice and them then down they, the front? <laughs> They sure yeah. do, and then they shoot lasers into it <laughs> while you're watching. <laughs> okay, no. Big, big yikes no. on that one big from yikes. me. Big yikes. Maybe I can't read a board on the other side of the room, but I'm good. Like, that's fine. I don't have lasers in my eyes either. Right. The thought of not having to wear glasses, though, is incredible. Yeah. But I don't want no, I don't want someone slicing my eyeballs. Nope. I mean, there is the potential that it could damage your eye, but it's so much easier than it used to be. Mm. Like, used to, you'd have to wear a patch on your eye for, like, 15 days after one of those 15 days surgeries. it was a long time now it's like you walk it's like out dr evil's see. laser you can literally see like the same day wow no so i saw jessica simpson get it done on the uh newlyweds back in the day mm. man yeah she's show. kind of a little bitch about it so damn yep this is the hp podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's my goal now is that with the intro to just cut into that at the most opportune time <laughs> this is the hp podcast your weekly video game podcast from handsomefam.com we're happy to be here, and we're happy that you're here listening. It means a lot. Uh, Handsome Phantom, if you didn't know, is our website where we post all kinds of fun video game content mm-hmm. uh, every weekday. We got a whole team of writers, whole whole, whole crew that uh, we're all very proud of and excited to work with. Mm-hmm. And yeah, let's let's get into the show. If I'm not missing anything, I don't think so. Phil, yeah, what are you dreaming of this week? I'm dreaming of this week. Um, I am just dreaming about employees not quitting. Um, mm. So I get to my new job, and already two of them tell me they're thinking about quitting. And I just left my last branch, and they 
they were quitting. So I'm just I'm dreaming of a time when a fully staffed uh, <laughs> <laughs> place of employment uh, exists, and I, I can actually like work my 40 hours and go home and enjoy the rest of your life. Hmm. But um, that's kind of my dream. I'm also dreaming of E3. Um, oh yeah, really dreaming about that. Um, of course. Pretty excited. This will be my first time going out, so that's that's the big dream. Mm. So as long as I, uh, yeah, hopefully that comes quick. Yeah. Ben? Mm-hmm. I'm dreaming about modding. Modding? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, oh. I, you know, those are those, uh, you already know this, so I'm going to pretend like you don't. You know those little, like, three-quarter cabinets? Arcade one up. Arcade one up. Right. Three-quarter cabinets. Um, they have them on deep discount. I got one for 75 bucks, normally That's 300 insane. That is a deep discount, yeah. Um, so I'm going to do a little, I mean, I'm going to set it up the way it is and play it for a little bit, but I'm probably going to maybe modify a little bit. Who knows? Maybe throw a Raspberry Pi in there, get, mm. you know, get some. So I'll probably end up spending a little more on it. But um, I like, I love playing games, but even more so, I love the experience of like building things mm. um, as far as that kind of stuff goes. So I'm, I'm dreaming about doing that. I'm not sure when I'm going to have the opportunity to do it. Right. Uh, but it's, it should be fun. Yeah, you know, I was telling you earlier that I've I've been tempted by some of these arcade one ups, mm-hmm. a little pricey at, at standard price. Right. They have a, a, a Ghouls and Ghosts one coming out that's oh, really? like a mini one. I think it's like a hundred and hundred fifty dollars. Like a bar top one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would be super that awesome. Would be cool. I would be into that. Um, I might get that. But what I was saying, dude, is that if they release like a Tetris Grandmaster yes. one, I would be in. It's only full price. price. I'd pay three hundred dollars. I don't even think the price is bad, but they're just kind of little. If they were yeah. a little yeah. more full size for three hundred bucks, I can see that. I would get one. Well, if they were a little more full size, they probably would be more expensive than three. Eh, it's just a little extra wood, yeah. like three fifteen maybe. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what, how wood works. But yeah, I, I don't like, either. Yeah, honestly, you throw a little more wood in there, like ten fifteen bucks. No problem. Yeah. What are you dreaming about, Dustin? Um, I am dreaming. Okay, I'm gonna take the same amount of time and split this. Okay. About the things I've been watching. Okay. First of all, Game of Thrones is over. Yep. And I've come to the point where I'm just like very satisfied when I think about the journey along the way. Right. Obviously, the final seasons were rushed. Right. No one can deny that. No. But. I will deny it. I think they put a lot of thought and effort into the show that I've never watched. <laughs> um, Damn it, Phil. I think that they. Damn really- it, Phil. You didn't have to say something snarky about my dream and you did. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. I just. You said you can't deny it. I, I had to. Somebody can deny anything. True. Fair enough. So sorry. Uh, Game of Thrones is over. That's cool. What did you think though? How did you feel about? It? You said rushed. the ending. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I mean, I know what. No happened, spoilers, of course. The gut but, yeah. reaction was I was uh, just like everybody else, very upset. Uh, didn't like it. As I've thought about it more, I still think that they kind of fucked up, but it's because clear. So the the showrunners are. They're working on other projects with HBO. They have a Star, Star Wars, Wars trilogy yeah. coming out. They were like, you know, chop, chop. Let's finish up Game of Thrones as soon as possible, clearly. Yeah. And so it's almost like the it was the framework was fine. The actual plot points that happened, I'm mostly OK with. It's the fact that they happen so quickly and so suddenly that they don't feel like they make sense. Does it, do you agree with that, Ben, for the most part? Like, it's just like. Especially the last season. There's a lot of things that felt so rushed. I totally agree with you that it felt rushed, but I didn't see that as a detriment. Mm. I'm not saying I was 100% in love with everything that happened, Mm. but I'm not going to say I don't think that it feeling rushed in a real world sense or even in the rest of the show sense 
makes the happenings like I don't care if you cut out in like inconsequential scenes. Because mm, mm. um, I mean, what does rushed mean? I can be like more specific, we, but I'm not going to on the show. Well, I'm just I'll just throw this out there. Okay, this is non-spoilery. I mean, I guess some people may consider it a, a spoiler, but it would be very extreme. A couple seasons ago, we're gonna sail to another place. It's gonna take at least an episode or two. Mm-hmm. This season, hey, we're going over there. We're there. Next scene. Mm. Does that detract from the show? To me, no, not really. Mm. Um, I'm thinking more about characters than actual time progression of I, like how characters change. I have seen real life people change faster than that, so that doesn't Fair bother enough. me. Well, Ben, now you have to argue with me about my dream too. So okay. you're both two for two. You asked me specifically. You guys watching Barry? <laughs> I'm watching no. Barry. Barry's so good. I've, I've, I've only on? seen the first two episodes of, of season, season one. Of no, 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 no. Season? I've seen the whole first. Oh season. god, we finished it last night. Yeah. We finished. How the, many episodes are there? There's eight per season. Oh, I'll so be it's, done tonight. It's, then. Yeah, <laughs> it's HBO. So yeah. you get you get your you get your eight episodes. Yeah, um, it's phenomenal. My god, it's good. It's so good. The two other things, real quick. Yeah, I'm I'm seeing John Wick three this weekend. Yes, I'm pretty sure with my parents. Very excited. Uh, love John Wick. I'm dreaming about that. That's the yeah. main dream, and the ongoing dream is I'm really stretching this, ain't I? Uh, I'm watching It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia right yeah. now, and it's so good when you have a show that's 20 minutes a piece. Right, mm-hmm. you can fit one in here and there. Maybe you need a little break. You watched an episode. And Phil, as you had mentioned earlier, and I think you're right. So far, every episode's a banger. It's so good. It's all the whole, funny. The whole it's, thing is. Like it's all funny. Dude. Years. It's been funny. It's crazy. I mean, I'm still in the first season. Oh, you're still in the first. I season. I just watched the first episode with Danny DeVito. Oh wow. Oh wow. Wow. And it's I'm like loving it. It's yeah. so I really think it's great. That first episode, I don't know how it stayed on the air after that. No. Like it's just incredible. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. Like the episode where they're. Like it's like it's it's start like you said the very first episode right but the the earliest episode that I was like how did this happen like in the best way yeah. it's like when they have all the kids in the bar yeah like their <laughs> the whole business model is selling watered down alcohol to kids I'm like how did this show happen I feel like it's like South Park though they just they really make fun of oh. everyone and they hit every. I don't know. Just it everything. gets more extreme than that, Dustin. By Dude. far. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, and then there's the episode where they're all pretending to be disabled, right. which is like it gets incredibly offensive, but done well. Like yeah. right. It was tastefully offensive. Yeah. It's like, hey, we're being offensive yeah. to make a point, right? Like South Park or The Simpsons, even. My God. Then they do the whole Lethal Weapon Five. Nerd. <laughs> They can't decide if it's more offensive to do it in blackface or to do like the voice without the blackface. And so they switch halfway through. It's just, oh, yeah, no. it's so good. There's nothing about that show that isn't offensive to someone. Right. Which is why it works. It's why South Park works. Right. Mm-hmm. Are you guys ready for this week's very se- serious question? Hit me. Ben, this one's more angled for you. I'm sorry. Oh. And I think this is a terrible one, but let's just go for it. I know how Ben likes why your angles. angled to me Who, if it's terrible? Because you know more about this subject. Yeah. Who's the sexiest president? <laughs> Oh, that's mm-hmm. easy. That's an easy question. Oh, okay, Phil. If it's easy, go ahead. Oh, well, well, that's okay. That's a loaded question. I would say John F. Kennedy. Okay, is probably the sexiest president, the actual sexiest president. But I also like Teddy Roosevelt's mustache. I think he did some good tickling mm. with that thing. Oh. So my initial gut reaction was Teddy Roosevelt, but then I realized how actually sexy John F. Kennedy was. Sure. Um. So that's it's. I think it's a tie. Mm. I think it's a tie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ben, sexiest president. This one's tough because it depends on what you mean 
when you say sexiest. And I'm not going to ask you for clarification. No. I'm just going to say that from a lot of perspectives, Phil is correct that John Mm -hmm. F. Kennedy is the sexiest president. As far as our normal cultural understandings would Mm -hmm. let us have. But when I think about what really makes somebody sexy is knowledge. Wow. And their looks. Okay. So who represents that? I got to say it's George Washington. Whoa. And I mean, George a Washington. A looker? At, at, in his youth. Oh, in his youth. Okay. okay. He was a looker. Uh, a lot of the portraits and stuff of him as he got, as he got older were, you know, not very flattering in my opinion. Wooden he, teeth. He had some bad teeth as we went along. But when you look at George Washington as a young man, he is not only attractive by that day's standards and our own day's standards. Um, did I say pictures? When you look at portraits, portraits. there's no pictures. Portraits. I think I said portraits, but who knows? But then you think about the fact that the guy was a military genius. I mean, sure, he had his mess-ups like everybody else, but he would have been your modern-day combat veteran. Mm, mm. Uh, you know, you see a guy in a uniform, you see him walk into the bar, He's sturdy. He's strapping. He's a he's an attractive man. Sure. Um, George Washington exuded that. He was confident and everything. So I'd say, as far as our like you know modern interpretation of of uh, uh, of attractiveness, probably John F. Kennedy. As far as our like modern cultural understanding, I think you throw Barack Obama in there too. Obama was a sexy man. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But Obama, see the problem with Obama. He's no John F. Kennedy, but I mean, I right. think he's. he's the, I I think here's here's what I'm gonna say. We're not we're not getting political here. We're not getting anything. No, this is Barack solely o- based on Barack this. Obama's biggest single weakness. So he doesn't have broad enough shoulders to be an attractive man, in my opinion. It's a little political, but that's a little political. Here's the thing. So I'm gonna say it's a tie. It's on what you're into, depending on your cultural understanding between. John F. Kennedy and George Washington. Fair enough. And honestly, with George Washington, what is sexier than refusing the monarchy? I I, mean, I agree. Can you can you deny that? Right. No. For me, I'm gonna have to say, Phil. You. I just I just wanted to throw a silver-haired Calvin Coolidge into the ring too. Okay. Just to a big fan. You know, Franklin Pierce was pretty attractive. Sorry, for everybody who doesn't know, I do a show, a, a podcast about presidents. So I said this, this so is more I know, for you. I know more than I should about presidents and their attractiveness. Here's what I'm going to say. And I don't want any comments here. Okay? No, don't at me. I don't think you can make that. So to me, being sexy is being kind, being a gentleman. And I feel like George W. Bush is the type w. of guy he's going to... Yep. He's not going to go go hard, not to be uh, coarse here, right the off the he bat. The way he hands Michelle Obama a little candy every time they sit together you know, is the most gentle thing I've ever seen, and it, it makes me smile every time. I hmm. think he, he's the type of man who holds a door open for yeah. somebody, whether it's a you know a female or a male, whatever the relationship is, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. He's a gentleman. He's going to take you out to dinner. He's going to pick up the tab. You know, he's the type of guy that when a woman enters the room, he stands up right. at the table. Sure. And there's nothing sexier than that, honestly. I like so, that pick. I like that pick a lot. Go. It's a good pick. I like that pick. I also would like to think that we haven't had our sexiest president yet. Oh, 
Whoa. Yep. The sexiest president yet mm-hmm. to come, Dwayne yet The Rock come. Johnson. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready to get into the news? <laughs> Why not? Sure. This I don't know how long this show has gone too long. We, let's wrap up. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> All right. Okay. Something surprising I learned this week I want to share with you guys is the Nintendo Switch has surpassed total sales of the PS4 in Japan. And so obviously PS4 came out six years ago yeah. or something. Yeah. And Switch has been on the market for a little over two right. now, I think. Wow. Uh, Switch sales total are at 8,125,000 approximately in Japan. Yeah. Uh, PS4, 8,077,000. So already having a clear lead. I think now, it's good. I would just say that's just interesting. It is. Um, I think it's interesting, but it also makes a ton of sense. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it does, too. It just uh, obviously you see the cultural difference between Japan, the United States, Japan, a very mobile culture, a culture that is moving towards having less things in their house. Right. And it's uh, what am I trying to say here? It's interesting. Like, I wonder how Sony sees this, because obviously PS4, there's been a shift in the fact that Japan is not their primary market. Right. anymore yeah clearly and once those ketchup and mustard joy cons come out in the u.s they're oh, gonna man. lose a lot of the uh <laughs> wow. a lot of the market there too right so we love our ketchup and mustard especially Dang in the it. summer so yeah it's just interesting i mean ps4 launched in the u.s this time a japanese company with a japanese system right u.s market and uh so yeah it's interesting to sweet see switch overpass that and most makes me wonder do you guys think that with these types of clearly like, hey, handhelds work in Japan. Is that enough for that for Sony to say, hey, maybe we'll take another shot at something portable? No, I don't think so. No, I think not only does the Switch have a ton of appeal in Japan and places like Japan because of the portability, and you know everybody's taking trains or whatever. Uh, we don't do that in America that much, right? Um, it's Nintendo. They got the Nintendo characters. They've got the Nintendo Homeland. like, And people aren't going to carry two portable systems around. Well, yeah. I mean, we right, wouldn't want to do it totally concurrently. Which but probably a problem the Vita had in the first place. I would say so. But the thing, I mean, you look at, you look at 3DS sales in mm-hmm. Japan, huge. You look at DS sales in Japan, huge. So, like, you look at Vita sales in Japan, not as huge. Six. They sold six. I think it was more than six, but not by much. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I think that you have Nintendo has them on two fronts. If you can get the most beloved studio slash company mm-hmm. in that region to also be the most practical thing for your life, you're going to sell. Yeah. Something that I wonder, obviously, this hasn't what this isn't what created this sales dynamic, but we're seeing Sony now really start to censor the content on the PS4, specifically in these Japanese games, very sexual type Japanese games. And Nintendo isn't, right? Right. So it's crazy that you're having a game being censored on the PlayStation 4 and not censored on the Nintendo Switch. I wonder if that's going to affect anything down the line that people are like, we don't want... I don't know how niche these games are, even in Japan. Obviously, they're Japanese. They're niche, yeah. I mean... I don't know. I don't think that Nintendo will stick with that perspective for very long. I'm sorry, um, 
Sony will stick with that perspective for very long. Right. They'll change. They get where the money takes them. Sure. Well, what are they censoring? What what games do they censor? So basically they're censoring like these more sexual Japanese games. Mm. Like some uh, of those made up ones that you and Boo came up with for us. Yes. The one time. <laughs> yeah. Chef's <those. laughs> a big boy. Yeah. They're censoring those. Like even this has been changed since then. But originally Devil May Cry came out and on the PS4 version, they like put lens a flare. lens flare over someone's ass. So really, but on the Xbox version, no, lens all the flare. ass you could want. I don't know if that's directly related to this whole censoring thing, but yeah, I would mm. think it is. I think that lens flare might even make it hotter. The mystery. It wasn't. Mm, okay. No. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> Sometimes they, I think you said this, but they reverted that now. They took it off. They did revert yeah. it now. Yeah. Oh. All right. Okay. Let's talk about Call of Duty. Yeah. They put a sticker on the box now with more ass. Hundred percent. I'm in. Call of Duty 2020. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is in crisis. Yeah. We just learned this thanks to Jason Schreier over at Kotaku, and so you guys know that Activision has Call of Duty has a three dev teams on a three year cycle. Uh, last year was Treyarch with Black Ops 4. The year before that, we had Sledgehammer nope. with... Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. World War II. Sledgehammer yeah, right, with World right. War II. And then the previous year was... The one nobody cared about. Infinite Warfare. Maybe. Right? Infinite Warfare. Uh, Infinity War yeah. made that. And so this upcoming year, we have uh, Infinity Ward making another Call of Duty game. We don't know what that is right. yet. We have speculation. Speculation. A lot of people think it's another Modern Warfare game, something like that. Who knows? But the year after that was supposed to be Sledgehammer's game. Yeah. And apparently this game was going was being co-developed by Sledgehammer and Raven and Software. Raven. Now, Raven has been a is an Activision owned team. They have owned them for a long time and they have not made a game in a very long time either. Uh, they've primarily been a Call of Duty support team. So they were building this game together. And now apparently Activision has taken them off the project. And now they're going to be doing Black Ops 5 in 2020. So Treyarch is go- it's it's breaking the system. Yeah. Treyarch will be back uh, in the in the driver's seat. It's kind of going back to the old system because that's what they used to. Yeah, it used to be a two-team studio or two-team system. So this comes off of last year in February 2018, the founders of uh, Sledgehammers left. Mm -hmm. So something with the studio has been a little bit weird. Uh, I want to read just one quote directly from the Jason Schreier piece. Uh, It says, One primary reason behind this Call of Duty upheaval, according to two people familiar with happenings at Activision, is the tension between Sledgehammer and Raven, whose staff are said to have argued frequently during the past year of development on Call of Duty 2020. Two people familiar with the the project described it as a mess. Now, both studios will serve as support for Treyarch as the publisher prepares to release Black Ops 5. That sucks. I thought Sledgehammer's last two Call of Duties were incredible. Really? I thought they were some of the best in the series. I, I'm i seeing mixed things. I'm hearing that this was more Raven. Raven's game mm. than Sledgehammer, so what, that's kind of interesting since they've been a support team for so long for right. them to be kind of taking the lead on something. Right. But, yeah, I, I don't know. This is kind of an interesting situation. The question, I guess, is do you guys think that Treyarch is ready 
to go back in so quickly off of Black Ops 4. I mean, as far as having the operational manpower, they must be. Yeah. I mean, they're used to a two-year development cycle before. Right. And you don't take it away from one uh, team and give it to another, you know, the timing for no reason. Like, you, you need, if you're taking it away from one team, you need to know that the other team is ready to go. Yeah. So they must have some assurance that it's going to be. I wish it was something other than Black Ops, though. Yeah. I'm just Black Ops out. I'm sure they were probably already working on it. That's why. Yeah, probably. I heard something that this Black Ops will take place during the Cold War, and there will be a campaign in Call of Duty 2020. Oh, okay. That's good. So I'm wondering if this is, like, maybe sort of... Clearly, they were working on a campaign for Black Ops 4. So maybe this is going to be using some of the stuff from that in it. I guess the Um, title doesn't even mean anything. They just make a game and... Slap whatever. This one's a Black Ops. Yeah. This one's a It matters a little bit as yeah. far as... I think more for modern warfare structure. and Black Ops. What I you. can tell you uh, from from everything I can read, not literally read, but from understand, um, I know from a personal conversation with someone pretty high up at Sledgehammer, a week before this news dropped, this was not something that was expected because they were in process making business deals right. for next year's release. Damn. So, either, I mean, they may have known there was some trouble brewing, but I guarantee they were not anticipating. Do we know what happening. it was they were working on? Like what? It was just no era or anything. Call of Duty 2020. Mm-hmm. We don't know anything about it. Hmm. But yeah, it's it's interesting. I feel like if any studio can hop in quickly between it. I mean, I think Treyarch is better suited. Yeah. It's interesting because Infinity Ward started as the A team. Like it started as the only team. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then it was just interesting how it was like, okay, uh, what was their first game was world at war for Call of Duty. Treyarch. No, no. Call of Duty three. Call of Duty three was Treyarch's game. I did not know that. Yep. And honestly, I think they did some like Big Red one and some of the ones on the original Xbox too, like yeah. the spinoffs. Okay. Yeah. So Call of Duty though, I mean, it was a big franchise before, but Modern Warfare is what really yeah. skyrocketed in, yeah, into right. huge proportions, right? Yeah. And so we have Modern Warfare and then World of War, which I think a lot of people are even though I think World of War is a fantastic That's game, a good fucking game, a lot of people didn't want that. Right. They wanted more modern stuff right. at the time. So Treyarch, B-Team, status at that point still. Right. Then I think they've always been the better. Def- Modern Warfare the- 2, obviously huge. Then we had Black Ops, which right. a lot of people was kind of mixed, but I think people were starting to get hot on, the, on Treyarch yeah. with Black Ops. Sure. And then Modern Warfare 3, there's, that's when the shift began. A lot of people not as big on Modern Warfare 3. Black Ops 2, though, that was that was the moment that Treyarch became the A-team. Which In between that, too, they did a really awesome James Bond game, too. They did? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. What is it called? Uh, oh, man, what was the second movie that... Um, Quantum of Solace? Yes, Quantum of Solace. Really? So, I didn't yeah. play it, but I remember it, it, it was it like was Call of Duty Light because, I mean, they basically used the Call of Duty engine, but less people were playing it, so it was less annoying dealing with, like, people. Great multiplayer. I mean, just it felt like Call of Duty, but it was set in the James Bond universe. Yeah, it's a great game. Interesting. Yeah, I got a rumor for you guys. Juicy, a juicy, a juicy rumor. I told you a little bit about it earlier. I should have saved it, but so George R. R. Martin. Oh, this is you, old news at this point. You Come may on. know him. Yeah, <laughs> he 
notoriously is not writing the last Game of Thrones book. Well, oh, they took care or, of it. They wrote it. It's done. They, oh, yeah. It's you done. know, the showrunners, it's, it's all good. No need anymore. No. Uh, he recently wrote a blog that he mentioned that he was consulting on a game in Japan. Yeah. I did now, we have heard rumors for a while that George R. R. Martin was working on a From Software game. Yeah. Very interesting. And now we have all but confirmation that this is true. Well, there's a lot of Japanese games. Of course. But we heard specifically before that it was from software. So the rumor is that it's called Great Rune and is a Norse-themed open-world game. And supposedly it is it has it is a successor to the dark souls formula yeah but it is also going to turn a lot of those things on its head hmm. so very interesting open world which technically open world from software hello what does that mean though yeah. like is is dark souls and and uh Sekiro open world because uh, there's no loading i don't think they're open world no. yeah i don't know anyway i've only played bloodborne but i think bloodborne's kind of open world it's an open, I mean, I mean it's still level based, though. Yeah. It's still linear to an extent. Right. Hmm. I think of open world as being nonlinear. That's yeah. pretty much the extent of it. So the rumor is that it is going to be announced at Microsoft's E3 show, mm-hmm. Bandai Namco, back on producing it. Or not producing, um, publishing. Publishing, yeah. publishing it. So it's kind of interesting um, to see. Obviously, this has probably just been a deal that's been in the works for a while, but... After Sekiro, I'm wondering if they're going to be in bed with Activision even more. Hmm. You had Activision have that marketing power, put a lot of money into Sekiro, and they made quite a lot back. Do you think... Sorry to interrupt. I just think it's a desirable partnership for both at this point, more than it would be for Bandai Namco. Right. But do you think at this point, or do you think whenever the idea of Activision getting in with from... Uh, did From go to Activision and say, please help publish our game? Or did, was it vice versa? Mm-hmm. Who I had more to gain from that? I think Activision for sure. Probably Activision, I think. Yeah. I mean, the the thing with From Software, they're the type of studio that, I mean, they could call up anybody. Right. They have they had free reign to do, to do whatever they want with whoever they want. All they got to do is pick up the phone and a deal's getting made. Sure. Um, I don't know. I like what I think that Activision called them yeah. personally, but I mean, Activision, I can't, you have to imagine that as far as like someone who can push the marketing and all that stuff, who's bigger right. than Activision really? Yeah. I mean, other than, um, Sony first party or something like that, you know, who knows? So, yeah, I'm excited about it. I I think that we saw them innovate a lot with Sekiro. I'd love to see them go hard, though, do like totally new something new that maybe keeps the framework of how combat works in in Dark Souls. What I'm mostly interested in, and I mean, sure, the idea of from trying out a new style is appealing for sure. What I'm interested in is, I mean, George R. R. Martin is a phenomenal writer. Right. Like, have we, even the best, most well-written games that are out there are still, like, something different. Maybe they're not worse or better, necessarily, but there's something different than 
a television show or a book or something like that. Clearly, you've never played Life is Strange. <sighs> Phil. <laughs> Enough. Enough on the show, Phil. off the show. For good. For good. Uh, No. So, I mean, I wonder what more you could do with literally a legendary writer like George R. R. Martin on a game. Right. I think you look no further than, like, Kingdoms of Amulor. I mean, that's a very similar situation, I feel. You've got a writer, you know, kind of consulting on it and... They put out a hell of a game. What's interesting is that Miyazaki has said that he's wanted his games to be have heavy stories. Like that's something he wanted to work towards. Obviously, Dark Souls is a game that is so heavy with lore, mm-hmm. but not necessarily heavy on plot and story. Right. So, you know, maybe this is is Miyazaki saying this is what I want to do. And I want the best of the best right. to help me make this happen. Um, and I think that's an incredibly interesting idea yeah. to, I mean, it's not, it's not, uh, it's obvious, but, um, to, you know, in order to make the best story, how do we bring in the people that are good at this to make it happen? So I I have a theory that's not video game related about George R. R. Martin though. Okay. And I mean, again, no spoilers here. We're talking Game of Thrones for a second. I'm ready. I think, and uh, this is mostly tongue in cheek, but maybe not. Um, a lot of people didn't like the way that the last couple seasons of Game of Thrones ended up, or at least they didn't think the writing was as good. We know that they weren't pulling from source material, but instead were consulting to some extent, we don't know exactly what extent, with George R. R. Martin. I think he fed them a story of where he wanted them to end up, knowing that it probably wasn't going to be what was going to end up in his books, because now I see all sorts of people clamoring for the next books because they want to a satisfying conclusion to their story. Mm. He's just going to sell more books than he ever did before. Yeah. Probably. Once he puts Joffrey's old dry bones on that throne, they come back to life and rule the underworld. I mean, that's, that's (laughs) going to be a hell of an ending to that book. (laughs) I have one more. Phil, you've never even watched the show. No, I like to know about things. so I can talk about it though. (laughs) I never, I didn't know. Never mind. If that's like season four, I don't think we've spoiled anything. I have one more news story for you, and that is there was a big hubbub this week because Microsoft and Sony getting a little cozy together. Mm -hmm. Uh, Basically, they have made a statement that they are exploring strategic partnerships, specifically when it comes to streamings. Um, They talked about um, very specifically about Sony using Microsoft Azure software Uh for potentially game streaming and things like that so i want to get your guys take on this as far as you know we have stadia eminent and now playstation has their services and xbox has x cloud what do you think how does this all fit into the picture i think it's all one and the same i think it's all gonna mesh I need you to be more specific. I think that eventually all of these cloud services yeah. cannot possibly compete against each uh, other. Disney will just buy them all. Disney's just going to buy them all. And just shut them all down but one. <laughs> They'll right. merge them all together. No, I think that, first of all, I, I think that Sony and Microsoft working together is a total diversion for some, from something. I don't know what that is. I don't even know what I mean by that. But them working together on this is basically a way for them to still compete yeah 
like they're working on it to make it a better service for all, but they're still going to be competing in some sense of the market. Yeah. Um, but I think that they are competing against together against other outside forces like Stadia and everything else. So I don't know. I don't really know what to think of it. I know. I did a little digging and um, they're supposed to get a press release today, but we haven't yet. I don't know what, what's happening with that. I did a little digging around on the E3 show floor map mm-hmm. and found the company that I've never heard of. You've never heard of. Um, what was the name of that company? I got to look it up. But Go for it. Um, they basically, they, they have a booth or a room reserved inside of, uh, reserved inside of the center, the E3 center, whatever it's called, Los Angeles conference center. And it's all about cloud gaming. And they said that it's going to be one of the highlights, like the website's very plain. I had to, to like Google the website. There's only one listing on the entire internet for this company. And they said that it was going to be like the highlight of E3, basically. And, you know, that's just their marketing. So I was just like curious. So I clicked on the button that said press and it just sent me right to an email. I emailed them and asked them what it was up. And they said they were going to have an announcement. I think it was today they were supposed to have that announcement and Hmm. get an invite to the conference and everything. Interesting. Um, You knew this, didn't you? Yeah. Okay. I did. I was going to say, I thought I told you, but. Yeah. um, So I'm curious if that's something to do with this Hmm. as well. Yeah, I'm. I feel like this is so early, though, that this is down the line. We're gonna start seeing, and it's not even gonna be any kind of like big forward-facing partnership that the consumers are gonna know about. It's just like some of Sony streaming stuff. I'm surprised be, they even announced it. To be honest yeah, with you, yeah, will be yeah. built on Microsoft technology. Yeah, right. So, yeah. So, yeah, interesting stuff. Uh, cats and dogs, raining cats or cats and dogs sleeping together. Here, right. You know, it's all crazy. Wow. So all comes back to that. All comes back to that. And that is all I have for the news. Mm. Phil, you had you had something special to bring up. Yeah. You told me before. And you had very, something very special you wanted to bring up on this show. <laughs> yeah, I forget what it was. What, what did I have to bring up? Oh, Damn, no. Phil, I was relying on this for the I end don't of know. the show. I've been up since 530. I don't remember much. What, what are we talking about? about Bubsy. Oh, oh, Bubsy. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so the real topic of the show is the fact that you can't get Bubsy Paws on Fire anywhere. I even tried to back this thing on Kickstarter so that I could get my free copy and get my bonuses, and the Kickstarter didn't actually meet its goal. So they canceled that shit, and now I thought I'd just go to GameStop or somewhere and buy it. Nope. Nothing in, like, a 100-mile radius actually has it. So Can you get it on Amazon? Yeah, you can get it on eBay or something like that, but then you got to wait for it, and it's... Nonsense. I don't know where those people are getting it from, but somehow they scarfed them all up so they could sell them for a nice hefty profit wow. on eBay. That's so, I know people like me are looking for it. Well, it's one of those things where some of those like physical releases on GameStop, like it's they're limited well, they because are. they know not very many people want Bubsy. But the crazy thing is, is they made a regular and a collector's edition of this thing. <laughs> collector's yeah. edition. Yeah, too. Damn. It's ten dollars more and still as elusive as the regular version. Huh. Yeah. Yep. That's really weird. Yeah, it's very so, weird. So here's the thing, though. You're going to sit around pining about not being able to get this for however long. Meanwhile, you could order it online. It'd be here in 48 hours. Yeah, that's accurate. Yeah, okay. Just making sure. But I just I just want to cry about it. I mean, uh, I'm probably wasn't, I'm not going to buy it quite yet anyway. Oh, come on. It's okay, I want it. You I want it. I got to buy it. I know. Yeah. I know. I know. You know what they say about Bubsy. You got to buy it. That's That's right. Everybody knows that. I've tried to back three things on Kickstarter now, pretty much. 
well, one little game. But other than that, just Zach Braff's movie, Veronica Mars, and Bubsy. Well, the big three, if you will. The big, the big, <laughs> the three. big three. That's right. right. Yep. <laughs> got to do what you got to do, you know. Players got to play. That's actually all I have for you guys this week. Wow. wow. Okay. Jeez. Wow. I mean, um, I, unless I think I mean just keep it a little bit of a shorter. We went a little over. I have the no last idea week of the week before. How far we are. So we'll just do a little shorter one this I week. Felt like we had a thirty-minute intro. Yeah, today. you know, sometimes. Sometimes that's what you got to do. Also, we talked about things you got to do. That's one of them. Yeah. You got to talk about who the sexiest president is. Clearly. It's important. There's a lot of them. Just so many good looking presidents. There were a lot of good. Yeah. I think wow. it's a requirement. Yeah. Yeah. No, it can't. No, be, it can't there's, be. There's been a few. <laughs> right. So. <laughs> Oompa Loompas ended. Wow. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you can cut that if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> so. This has been the HP Podcast. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate it. It means a lot. If you wouldn't mind, make sure to hit us with a subscribe, either on iTunes, wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave us a rating and review. Uh, check out the website, handsomefandom.com, and subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash handsomefandom. You can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash handsomefandom. If you want to help us out financially, you can use our Amazon affiliate link at uh, handsomefandom.com slash Amazon, and you can join our Discord at handsomefandom.com slash Discord. That's right. I think I hit them all. Pretty much. So there we go. The most important one is the one where you give us your entire bank account. Yes, that one's in there. It's one of them. It's a roulette. Just contact at handsomefandom.com. Send us an email. We'll tell you where to deposit the funds. Right. It's no problem at all. No problem. No, You'll be fine. We'll be fine. That's right. We'll be more fine than you yes, when this probably. happens. But Unless you don't need your paycheck. Of course. I mean, we're pretty fine now, though, let's be honest. Yeah. The three of us, anyway. Awesome. George Washington. Yep. yep. The fine boys. Mm-hmm. All right. Until next week, we'll see everybody later.